Hi, everybody. Welcome to Off-Brand Podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm Courtney. Hey, I'm Aubrey. Aubrey's in a very new place today. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, it feels, feels really weird, actually. If you're checking out the video, then you'll see her background. And if not, then head over to yeah, the YouTube channel. Me? A beautiful uh, pasture-looking... Yeah, it is. It just looks like... I know, I know where that is. Is that in the Netherlands? Netherlands. I'm sure. It's a real picture? That's awesome. I'm sure that it is, yeah. Beautiful space. Um, Yeah, I am in this co-working space because I live in a um, dirt house right now. (laughs) And um, I told, so I told Tom that we were, we're going to start um, using the microphone and, and recording the podcast. And he was like, oh, I have a microphone for you. You could just use it today. I'm like, sick. So we've got new equipment, new location. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Do you want to expand we- on why your home is a dirt pit? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we bought a home. We've lived in it now. This is uh, the beginning of our third week I think living there and uh, we have completely demolished half of the bottom floor and uh, all of the top floor except for that our toilet is on the top floor uh, surrounded by no walls and um, yeah we we're we're renovating our new house Mm -hmm. it's gonna be sick once it's done and my office will be great but right now yeah it's uh not but you're making do you're making yeah, do we are space we here beautiful co-working space and if you want to follow the project it's tom underscore tinkering on instagram i'm just yeah. telling everybody that courtney i bought a sign to put in front of our house that a has a it's a sign that has instagram tom underscore tinkering and then a qr code that leads people to the instagram what yeah mostly it's to fuck with tom but he might actually let me put it on there wow wait that's pretty cool okay yeah yeah because it's that because the the whole instagram is dedicated to the project so i thought like if people want to know what's going on with this project like our neighbors and whatever they can totally just that's hilarious follow it there i know (laughs) I, wow. I joked about it with Tom and he was like, please don't do that. So obviously I have What's to. What kind of a sign? Like a, like a, like a yard sign. Okay. Um, and it's like 24 inches by, uh, I don't know. It's like this. It's not, it's not, it's kind of like, it's like, it's like a sign that's like vote for Pedro sign. Right, right, right. right. Those yard signs. But it's just a skinny one that's so funny wow i love it yeah well let's see if it's an effective method of uh traditional marketing right it's not 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 digital marketing but um like it very like all of our neighbors follow us yeah i love that everyone should put their their instagram handles in front of their houses so you can yeah it won't be long with a qr code (laughs) the qr code is gonna 
The QR code is awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I didn't really understand the value of QR codes, but recently my, my boyfriend and I have been, we were, we were doing a bunch of, um, shopping for some, a washer and dryer and a new refrigerator. We have a new home that's coming up in a couple weeks as well. And, Yay. um, very exciting. Um, but yeah, they, you just show the QR code and yeah. you, you, all the information about this, the, all the specs and everything about so the cool. appliance. I love it. Really brilliant. Mm -hmm. Very helpful user experience. Right. Loved it. I went to a, a bar the other day. Tom and I went out to have a drink to finally celebrate just a moment of peace together. Good. Yes, it was, it was the first time in weeks that we've had that. So yeah. And uh, the, their beer menu was from a QR code and I thought that was some, it was also extensive and I will be going back to that bar <laughs> maybe today. <laughs> It's, the, yeah, I mean, I think the options are really endless with QR codes. It's a really cool thing. So, yeah. love that. Anyways. We, yes. Watch well, out. Dandelion Branding endorses QR codes. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, we, this is Off-Brand Podcast. We are Dandelion Branding. And um, this is our podcast where we talk about... Stuff that isn't marketing, basically. Yeah, yeah. Entrepreneurial lifestyle things. Um, yeah, that aren't digital marketing exactly. Um, Except today, last week, we talked a lot about digital marketing and planning for Q4 last week. We broke true. our own thing. Sometimes it's more important. And sometimes that, that should be your main focus. And mm -hmm. that isn't a message we wanted to make. And we can just do whatever the fuck we want. It's called it's off brand podcast. because it's off. It's just us. It's just, it's whatever off the top of our heads. Yeah. Also, I wore my, it's, it's getting fall. So I get to wear, when it gets fall, then I just think <laughs> I can just wear whatever shirt I want. And I can start wearing all my holiday clothes. You do so have, I have my, my seasonal clothing. Christmas, yeah. huh? Christmas Christmas teddy bear sweater um wow. like pajama sweater it's the best thing it's very cozy very cozy that is awesome that you're getting some fall weather uh in southern california here and i think everywhere in california there's a ridiculous heat wave currently. oh i saw that yeah it sucks think, for you guys i think san francisco broke a heat record like yesterday or something really? um i saw it yeah. was like a hundred and something there yeah it's Fahrenheit. um yes it's been very very hot i am actively very sweaty <laughs> <laughs> yes. but um but that's okay that's all right i hope that everyone stay safe from the fires and i hope that um, is it really smoky not here i'm very lucky to live quite close to the ocean, which does a really good job at blowing that stuff away. Um, How far away is the ocean from your new house? About six blocks. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
stay tuned, everybody. Our, the background of all of our videos and um, podcast is going to change on my end very soon. I'm very excited. Yes. Uh, yes, lots of cool updates to come. You know yeah. what we should do is make each make a YouTube video of tours of the spaces we occupy. Of like our new offices. That could be really cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think um, when, yeah, if you're an entrepreneur working from home, I think everybody, every entrepreneur is curious how other people set up their workspaces. I definitely am. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm very excited to start decorating and stuff like that. Um, but with that said, um, there have been some, you know, big money moves that we've been making and that's been a scary process um yeah. I'll speak to, I, scary to me I suppose I'll speak for only myself um uncertain at best scary also um and that's really what kind of what we wanted to talk about in today's podcast episode yeah money 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 and the mindset that comes with money and also I I like, this is so dumb, but people say it all the time that when you level up in, in your life and you, like, really think about it and focus on the level up and, like, the making more money and the doing more stuff, that you, that it happens for you. And then there's all these, like, mindset coaches and entrepreneurs and shit that are just, like, banking on that. This is, and I'm, I can go the woo way pretty hard but that one was rough for me it was like it happens when you work your ass off but you know what the mindset of leveling up and the mindset of removing yourself from scarcity mm -hmm. and not wanting to be that person like really makes that difference it really does and I didn't yeah. I didn't realize that until honestly the last few weeks so, so much has changed in the past few weeks. And we've just been like working and working and working. I think we picked our heads up and we were like, oh shit, we can, wait, let's, let's, let's make this happen. Like mm -hmm. it's time. And then we did. And then all of a sudden it was like a, now it's an onslaught of goodness. Like. <laughs> Knock on wood, right? I'm superstitious, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I think that for a long time we were just like we just got to grind you know that's the mm -hmm. that is the general kind of thought process when you're first starting a business which is true that like you just totally need true. to grind and work your ass off and success will come and um but that was a really good way to put it yeah we just kind of had to take our eyes move our eyes up a little bit yeah. to, to realize that um, there comes a point when you're running a business where you no longer need to feel like you have to bootstrap everything and where you have to operate mm -hmm. on like a, we can only afford free trials sort of a thing. Um, right. and it's a crazy feeling. It's it is. It's, it's insane to be like, what was the first one? It was pick monkey. We bought like a year subscription to yeah. pick monkey. Cause that's what we used to make a lot of our and we were like our designs yeah yeah our just all of our designs and we just said like we were 
in the beginning, we were like tripping over the like 10 bucks a month monthly subscription. And now we're like pro for a year. Yeah. And, and that was a big, that was big. That was a big feeling. It is, it is, but it's, it's an active decision that we had to make. Yeah. And, and it was something that we had to sort of, especially, I mean, I had to actively realize that we no longer needed to make decisions based off of. Is it free? Thinking, yeah, based off thinking that <laughs> our income was going to just disappear or something. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that it's a really interesting concept to me because um, I was realizing that we were making that decision out of fear. Yeah. You know, we were so, so much of when you're starting a business is unknown and you don't like, especially if you're working with, um, working with clients or working with, you know, a smaller customer base where uh, you don't, Ha you don't know what your income may be. It varies mm -hmm. all the time. And that level of uncertainty is, is, is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's really no hard. better word. I think. There's yeah. No better, no. It's, like, it is scary. Yeah. It's really scary and it's really stressful. And even when you have moments of numb, stress that's still like low grade there mm -hmm. like so many times over the past year I'd be sitting just like enjoying an evening with Tom and I would just get just just feel despair because it would come out of nowhere where you're just like I can't I can't add value to this house I can't like I'm super duper lucky that I have a partner that can help support what we do, you know, and mm -hmm. basically he's like, here's a space for you to, to be in. And he believed in us and was like, and even when Courtney was in the very, very beginning, like Courtney came here and Tom was just like, no, I believe in you fully. He's like, it's a relatively new relationship when we honestly when we started really I was, was like just staying here and he was just kind of like no I believe in you and I know you're gonna do things and I I recognize your business plan and we even had a really aggressive business plan in the beginning and he was like I'm prepared to wait years yeah. for you to be able to like help support this space mm -hmm. and yeah I mean I super fucking lucked out and but the, but I am one of those people that feels really compelled to give everything I have to a situation. And especially like in this new country with this relatively new relationship, I was like, I'm not giving anything to Tom. He, I just, I'm just chilling here. And I really mm -hmm. felt that way because I couldn't, because we didn't have money in the beginning. Right. We weren't making bank at all in no. the beginning. Uh, for months, you know, mm -hmm. our paychecks were very, very close to zero. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah. for a while we were living off of our savings like individually yeah. Bob and I yeah and like mm -hmm. that just yeah that made it that made it hard on me to to feel like I was worth it for Tom and he just didn't even bat an eye he's just like okay mm -hmm. but that's where the mindset piece comes in is like my partner doesn't care and my family supports me and I have a great business partner and we're supporting each other, but I still feel like scared. Yeah. And uh, it's been pretty damn recent that that feeling has like, has like started to get better. Where we can give <laughs> a little. <laughs> mm. um, I also think that interestingly it doesn't that feeling of being able to give and being able to like provide as part of this doesn't necessarily come with a dollar sign it it comes with like yeah i guess like from the beginning picking your head up and being like oh yeah wait look at this stuff we did look at this thing we built like mm -hmm. we can give something like that that's it's a mindset shift just as much as it is a dollar sign shift for me yeah man I, I think that that is probably where we should begin is that we both uh, were able to dedicate so much time to this with very little to no income for a while because of um, the people in our lives. And we are very, very, very lucky for that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's been easy, but um, because it, it, that is a, a self-esteem thing. Like if you, you yeah. want to contribute to the household that you're living yeah. in, you want to feel like you can go get groceries for, <laughs> for the week and <laughs> not trip off of the total amount, um, you know, and and when you when there are times where you don't feel like you can financially contribute it really does a number on on your self-esteem yeah. and your self-worth and um which could lead to a number of things you know i think that a lot of entrepreneurs feel that at the beginning and then they have less of understanding on the value of the work that they do so they heavily discount their prices or, or do stuff yeah. at very little, uh, you know, do things for damn near free. And mm -hmm. which is fine. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to say for doing stuff for free in the beginning to like build your name. Yeah. But you know, it but has I'll to come from that and not from, <laughs> Yeah undervaluing yourself, I guess. Right, right, right. There's a difference in ch actively choosing, oh, I need to give away some of my services for free in order to, you know, get reviews, get feedback on, you know, and um, mm -hmm. kind of more of a research, you know, that's a, that's a research mindset rather than no one's been buying this. So maybe it's too expensive. Maybe we just need to maybe I need to offer it for this price, even though it takes yeah. me 20 hours, you know, to do. Um, yeah. And Case then point, our audits, we were like 150 bucks for a website audit. Right. 
takes us so long to do. Like eight hours. <laughs> it took of both of our time. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And yeah. then we, right. Um, and at the beginning, you really, it's really hard to have a frame of reference for how much you should be charging and how much your time is worth and how much of an, of how much your expertise is worth. And mm-hmm. that is when you are selling a service that you provide your the value that you think that that service holds is so closely tied to your self-worth and your confidence level and um and that takes time to develop if that's not something that you inherently are have (laughs) which would maybe maybe that's not true that's true for us like no I mean that's true for us but like maybe there are people out there that just like do know how to value their time you know do like sure yeah 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 I that that would be great what does that feel like you know yeah I don't I mean very very True. Right. I mean, maybe, yeah, some folks, when they're just getting started, they know exactly what it is that they want to offer. They know exactly what that price is worth. They know that they are not going to waver from that price, no matter sales, and they're just going to stick to their guns and stick, you know, stick, stay the course. Um, We, we sort of chose that, you know, we, we definitely like, um, actively communicated to each other our own insecurities and and Mm -hmm. fears and things and when and because we were able to do that we didn't make any rash decisions in terms of the our overall prices and things like that like we we didn't allow for those temporary feelings to change right we never discounted we would like try a price and then <laughs> essentially we would set a price and then do the service at that price. And then we would be like, was that worth it? How many times were we like, fuck, I'm not doing that again for a hundred bucks. Exactly. You know, yeah, like yeah. we often, almost we would, every time, <laughs> every time until pretty recently, you mm-hmm. know, where mm-hmm. it was like, like, I'm not, we would be able to say, I, I'm not valuing my ours we're not valuing ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. Right and that. we also we also did something that, that we never really talk about Courtney which is we didn't put that we didn't put it on the customer we didn't we didn't put it on our clients we were always like uh, of course our clients are going to ask for less of course the people that we want to work with want to pay less and of course they're not telling us that we should charge more because like they obviously want services at less <laughs> for less right. money. Yeah. That makes sense. It's up to us to, to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's up to us to answer their questions and to say, this is why it's worth what it's worth mm-hmm. and not put that on them to try to understand what our services are worth. We have to tell them and They'll that's something them. that like, by, by, or show them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, that's something that we have always done. And I think that that's also different than Hmm. a lot of brands do. 
Is it? Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't we don't recommend that, but we, we always say that, I mean, that's part of what we teach in our course and part of what we, so of course that's how we look at things, but I think we, um, like when we take clients or when we work with people, I've noticed that we've had to remind people it's your job to tell people why it mat why your product matters. They should not have to search for that on your website. It should mm. be clear and in front of your shit, right? I think people get so into their head with what they offer that it should be immediate that they feel like it should be immediately clear. Mm. Mm. Um, because they get it. But <laughs> it's like, nah. People don't, people don't automatically get it. So that's something that we always, 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 always come back to. Will, we just had this conversation about our course. Who takes this? Who needs this? Mm -hmm. How can we talk directly to them? It always starts there. Yep. And it's the opposite with money too. It's like, when it comes, it's not just like who needs this, but it's like, what do we charge? And what we realize, it kind of doesn't matter what we charge. Because it's the it, it's it's communicating the value that matters. Mm -hmm. Once you communicate your value, the actual amount, dollar amount next to it doesn't matter quite as much, right? It's like what? this is what it, this is what I value my time to be. If you want to yeah. take that time, you know, and here's why. Yeah, I think with that said, it always it always matters to take a look at what you're paying for services and ensure that you're seeing a return on that investment. Of course, um, that's part of the value piece. So that's the yeah. other side, right? So, you know, yeah, when you do hire mm -hmm. folks, um, that is the, the <laughs> when, side of it. When you hire um, people, please make sure that you're making a good hire. So, right. Yeah. Right, right. Not but, but it's true though. And yeah, I mean, no matter if you're working with a really small client and it's, you know, you're not charging them thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, as long as they're seeing the value that you are claiming that your product or service holds, mm -hmm. you can charge whatever it is that you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy realization. Yeah. You have, yeah. I mean, I've seen the example, I've seen this like, um, Tiffany's like the ring, like the mm -hmm. jewelry brand or whatever. They sold a like $10,000 paperclip. Yeah. They can because their customers yeah. see the value in what they have to sell. Tiffany's paperclip. Right. Is it, yeah. is it, the pop, you know, I don't know what materials it's made out of. I don't know any details or anything like that, but a paperclip is a paperclip, you know, but some right. people want to see the value in having that name brand, right. having that notoriety, you know, and um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, that goes to show that, yeah, pricing is subjective and it's entirely right. based on the relationship that you have, what a value you're actually able to bring and the value that your customers, mm -hmm. clients see. Yeah. Yeah. What they um, perceive, what your authority is, how your yep. branding is done. What I will say is that it's easier to charge more when your shit's on point. Yep. Like nobody's going to buy something high ticket from a brand. Not, I won't say nobody, but most people won't buy a high ticket thing from a brand that has no authority that they don't post. They don't share information. 
they're they're not on social media, they're not sending emails, they're not proving their, they're not doing tests or sharing reviews or case studies. If if you're selling a five dollar cheapo like fucking uh, what what is it when you just buy something? I don't know the word. When you just buy something, I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you see it and you become uh, compulsive, we, we buy it compulsively. Oh, okay. Impulse um, buy. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, if you're gonna sell a five dollar impulse buy, sure, whatever. Right. Like, put it out there. Your general store, it doesn't matter. But if you're going for high ticket or even remotely expensive from any of your competitors, you have to do the marketing behind it. You have to pay attention to it. That's that's what I would say about value and like getting mm-hmm. sales and, and getting, whether you're Absolutely. a direct consumer or whatever, you, you have to like show it. Because I want our clients also to be like, yeah, I work with Dandelion Branding and a lot of them do. You know, like I work with Dandelion Branding and then they feel comfortable driving people to our website or sharing an article from us because mm-hmm. our stuff is pretty and it's on point and we stay on brand except for on this podcast. And we, <laughs> we, it, it is, we do, a, we do a really consistent job of keeping up uh, everything that we're doing. So that's really important when it comes to mm-hmm. our mindset. And that's something that we also talked a lot about in the beginning. Um, we don't talk so much about it now because like we are pretty, we have a pretty clear uh, way that we're doing stuff now. But in the beginning we were like, what even do we do? And what do we tell people we do? And how do we communicate about that? And that was a blow to our self-esteem too, because we were like, the possibilities are limitless and like yeah. where do we start and how do we get anywhere and how do we gain authority and there are so many people that are just shitty in our industry and yeah. you know how do we we need to blow those people out of the water before we're ever going to get people to trust us it's true there's so yeah. many things that yeah <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it and and um yeah, I mean, I think that that was an unfortunate thing that we experienced, but I think people getting into building a direct-to-consumer brand will also experience that, like, mm-hmm. your competitors, the ones that you might see that, like, grow super rapidly or, like, you know, have an e-com store that just like explodes, like those aren't really the brands that are set up to last. Like maybe they found one really winning product that's trendy, cool right now. Um, of course we hope that they, you know, can pivot and or continue to expand their product listings to, to stay relevant, but that's not the type of brand that we typically like work with. And I think that for folks that want to build something that really lasts, it is a longer slower process Mm -hmm. and you have to be patient and persevere those times where you aren't making money um, because you know that the work that you're doing is a long game Mm -hmm. that you know creating more content on your website might not result in immediate thousands of additional users you know heading to your website 
probably won't, but over time you'll probably see that traffic number increase and mm-hmm. like things, you know, aren't immediate when, no. when you're building a brand that you want to last over time and, totally. and being patient is, is really something that we had to kind of continue to, to tell ourselves. Um, but and one still th- do. And you know, still, we're totally we're talking about this like we're out of this space. But, so, you know, to some degree, though, that mindset of being like, okay, well, we just got to stick it out. We just got to stick it out is what we sort of had to unlearn a couple weeks ago when yeah. we took our heads up and were able to see we have the funds to grow our business. Yes. We have the funds to buy. Uh, new equipment and new um, software and new programs. We hired someone. We hired yeah. an assistant. We right. that has been something that we've fantasized about for a year yeah. and a half. And two two weeks a week ago. This is the beginning of her second week. Yeah. Yeah, a week ago um, was her first day, and immediately we felt We're like, a lift on our spirits <laughs> because yeah, the work that she was able to take off our plates allowed us to do more things that actually grow the business or are moving things forward. We're actually able yeah. to kind of do these larger projects that we had in our minds, but because we were stuck so much in like the day-to-day upkeep of the business, things took a lot longer to, to, to do right? Mm -hmm. Because we were doing everything. And um, when we made that conscious decision to say no longer that we were like, well, when are we going to be ready to be able to pay someone on an ongoing basis? We had to really be like, let's just do it. We have to do it now. Let's just do it. And that was a scary decision to make. But the results we've seen so far in literally a week, yeah, just in our peace of mind mm-hmm. it's been pretty phenomenal and and when you make that decision to say like i know it's risky everything's risky in the world every decision you make is potentially risky but when you say regardless of that i want to invest in leveling this up yep as soon as you do it like everything else levels up it's crazy yeah it's crazy it is crazy it i mean and it's a connection with your your personal life and your work life the connect this time the connection with our personal lives is actually a little insane pretty remarkable yeah yeah should i tell my story (laughs) Yeah, tell your story. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and have my tea. Anyway. Where do I begin? Yeah, I mean, my very personal, real story with, with this decision that we made two weeks ago, we've been in the process. We've been looking for someone to hire for a while. We've, we have um, maybe about a month or so, maybe since about a month or so, maybe two months tops. We've had, we've been looking, but because we didn't have, we didn't make a final decision yet. We didn't have to pay anyone. It wasn't real yet. We were just getting applicants. 
So that didn't feel real yet, but we made the real decision. We were like, okay, we found the person, we hired our, um, and in doing that and realizing that we had, we had money <laughs> as a business that so we no longer needed to, um, assume that we did not. And for so long, we were operating on this scarcity mindset of like, do everything as cheaply as possible, quickly as possible, like kind of um, the term, what's the book where it, um, the lean startup, your minimum viable product. We've operated a lot on that principle of putting things out there um, to test things and, you know, and, and we were just kind of wanting to continuously always make content and things. And that was really kind of really important for us. But um, we made this active decision to no longer kind of operate on scarcity, on, on, the, on the assumption that all of a sudden that it was going to all disappear. Mm -hmm. um, and that was something that was really kind of profound for me because I... Um, though I've had careers, you know, I, I, I before I, I, I've worked for other companies and I lived in the Bay Area for, we both lived in the Bay Area for a long time. Um, as you may know or may not know, if you're working, if you live in the Bay Area, even if you make a pretty decent salary, you're pretty much still living in a poverty level unless you're making upwards of, you know, over a hundred K per year, um, which at that time I wasn't at. And so I've always sort of operated on the assumption that I won't have a lot of money. Um, and that's something that I think I've, I've held on to since I was younger, you know, as, like I've never, I've never had money. It's just never really been something that has been in ample supply for, for me or anyone in my family. And um, so it was a big realization to see that, to be able to look at our business bank account and be like, that me thinking that I don't have money is nonsense. It's not a reality because we yeah. do. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and that has helped me to realize that I can also invest in myself. And, and that meant moving into a place. Um, I haven't shared it really at all that for the past, you know, since we started the business, I've been living with friends and family, uh, for free. I have, I have more or less been kind of glorified homeless for a year and a half and it's been really hard. It is not, it's not been easy to um, kind of bounce around places and not have a place to really work. You know, prior to Corona, I was working at a lot of like cafes, which was fine though distracting. Um, um, but with Corona, I've, I've been staying with my boyfriend. I've been very, very lucky, but I don't have, I don't have a space. I've never had a workspace of my own. Um, 
you know, I was kind of, you know, I've set my computer on a lot of random surfaces and worked in a lot of random places um, at the detriment of my health. My back and my carpal tunnel have been really hurting. Um, and, and that has, it's, it's been hard. It's been very, very hard. And I haven't really shared that because um, it's been sort of something that I hold shame. I feel it's shameful a little, even though it's very fucking real. This is something that almost every entrepreneur has to, you know, yeah. that they, they, you have to make that sacrifice. You have to choose that this, this business idea that I have is worth making that temporary sacrifice for. Um, because I believe and I have faith that in time, as we grow it, it will be all worth it in the end. Oh. And, and uh, so literally the day after Aubrey and I made the decision to hire a staff member um, and to kind of no longer be operating on this scarcity mindset, um, I found an apartment. It, or it kind of fell into my lap in a beautiful, beautiful way. And um, so my, yeah, my boyfriend and I will be moving into an apartment in about a week um yeah and I will have my own office mm -hmm. and having just having like a desk to sit at where I can finally use multiple screens I haven't you know I've been working off of quite a small laptop for a year and a half and uh so I'm just I'm just so excited and I think that there was just really something to kind of putting it out there in the universe that like um, you're ready to make that investment in yourself. You're ready to commit mm -hmm. to going all in and, yeah. and investing in growth rather than trying to just kind of do the hamster wheel of keeping it going, keeping it going. Totally. We, we could have done that, right? We could have made that choice to not hire someone and continue to try to do everything ourselves we would be working all the time. The, per, the results and the product that we make would probably be subpar. It would be less good. Yeah. It would be less good totally. because we wouldn't have as much time. We wouldn't have the resources. We wouldn't have the programs to, to, really, mm -hmm. to really make something that we, that we want. You know, we, have, we, we want to produce such, like, high-quality stuff and... Um, and we've been slowly kind of leveling up, you know, we, we ran, um, we ran a funding campaign earlier this year, we were able to, to, um, you know, to invest in some equipment. Um, so mm -hmm. that was really, really cool. Um, but now, now the business is able to fund itself. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's operating in a, in a way that it hadn't previously and we're really yeah. kind of in a nice stride and um and we're growing and we're growing yeah and mm -hmm. it's and it's been a beautiful thing to kind of see that as as soon as I allowed my mind to no longer be afraid of all of a sudden this like of, of, of assuming that the success that we were seeing was temporary mm -hmm. as long as I as soon as I was able to make the decision to no longer think about it like that, uh, 
things just kind of started opening up for me. And it was Mm -hmm. a really, really beautiful thing. And I, um, so that's what sort of compelled me to, to want to talk about this concept today, because I think that so many folks who have, you know, grown up poor, um, don't, they don't set goals like their, their, their goals are limited by this scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's something that is, is worth analyzing. And I think that's worth, it's worth taking a look at within yourself and seeing yeah. if that's what's making you make decisions in a certain way. Um, Cause we see it with other entrepreneurs too. You know, some people that say, Oh yes, I know marketing is important, but it's, it's too expensive. I'm, I'm not going to start doing it. Okay. Well, if you're not marketing right, your products, you're not going to sell itself. your products. Yeah. So right. it's like, it's this, it's this like, right. we hear you temporary increases in what you're going to have to invest are scary. Right. Yeah, your risk, I mean, the risk reward, especially when it comes to marketing, the risk reward is worth it. Because a good marketing campaign, like even just an automation will easily pay for itself. We had this conversation. Um, I had I had a talk with someone the other day. And um, also thanks for sharing that, Courtney. That was really oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did have a really long like the day. Uh, that day we had a super long conversation. Mm-hmm. We're both crying. It was emotional. Yeah, we were right? like, this has to end right now. We like made, it was such an active choice. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need yeah. to live this way and we don't need to like crazy budget this shit anymore. Like we need to level up and it's time to level up. And then it was like three hours later that you texted me being like, Hey, by the way, this happened. <laughs> yeah. It was, was like, kind wait, of what? a miraculous thing. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Sometimes the universe just kind of holds those things until you're ready for them. And I think once I told the universe, I was yeah. ready for it. And it was like, okay, bitch, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's tied yeah. to my own self-worth. It's, it's all connected, right? It's all just like, you have to be okay with investing in yourself and making that scary decision to do something that might seem uncertain. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's been something that I, super I haven't super had a problem with um I uh yeah I don't I I don't have a hard time investing in myself mostly because I've always I've been like pretty solo on money for a really long time and I'm, I'm from a really small town in Michigan and I hated it, hated it. But the bigger town in Michigan that I could go to, I was still like so small. And so like, just like wasn't, not to hate on Michigan because I actually like really love the, the state, but like, I just like, had to get out it wasn't big enough for me even the my college town even whatever i had to get out so um 
and also I talked about this in podcasts before, but I have dealt with really gnarly like uh, depression and um, some pretty deep suicidal ideation. And I spent a lot of time like trying to run away from that. And like the best way that I found to kind of remove um, that option from the table is to be focused on uh, making it go away, making it uh, like making, maybe if I uh, move away, maybe if I get this thing, maybe if I achieve this goal, I won't feel this way anymore. And that like systematic like plea for like, can I just live a life that I don't want to die in was helpful for me to like not be afraid to put money towards hmm. my growth because it wasn't because it because I was able to and it this is not healthy and I do not think people should do this but I was able to turn it into life or death and it wasn't able to turn it into it was kind of literally like life or death uh because it was like if I stay here and keep doing this I'm going to complete suicide and so I saved up money and moved to California. I saved up money and went to herb school. I saved up money and, you know, moved here. Um, and it's always been like, and, and those times when I was like saving up money to do things, I was living in a scarcity mindset of like, I can't, I have to like hoard it. I, I have to like keep it in this little rabbit hole because I'm going to do something. I'm going to go somewhere that's going to make me run away. Uh, it's going to make me feel better about the life I'm living. It's going to, so for me, I've never had a money mindset thing until basically until like suicide wasn't, wasn't an option in my brain anymore. And by then I was, 26 or 27 so I was like I have different adult type problems now and then and then we started this business and it was like oh shit <laughs> I got some money shit I got to deal with mm -hmm. um so that conversation where we were like it's time to level up and it's time to be done with with the bullshit that we're we're working on right now was really helpful and yeah and things are I don't I like I don't feel like I'm running away from something now and I think that's the bigger thing is like I don't feel like we have to like hoard our little dragon bundle <laughs> to to make sure that like when when the rainy day comes that we can have something to survive with we just like talked it through and have realized that yeah we can handle it if that does happen mm -hmm. it's gonna be fucking fine right but we can't sit here and like plan for that to happen we have to plan for our for massive growth because honestly yeah. in the next year we're gonna see massive fucking growth and if we're not planning for that it's gonna like blindside us and we're fucked like that's that's the reality that we hit and 
like if if you're not hitting that with your mind you're not going to be able to do it with your action either and i was saying earlier i just had this conversation with this woman it's lovely and her product is so awesome she needs some help and uh, she doesn't want to do it herself she doesn't want to take the course but um she's interested in the course but she doesn't want to take it because she actually wants to like not have to do everything in her business mm-hmm. when we sent her the proposal she didn't she doesn't want to invest that much guys we work with small businesses so our and our prices are we've talked about before our prices are half of of a lot of a lot of companies that do similar shit because we just we're just not fully in this for the money we want to grow and and grow with brands um and uh i'm saying like you know her, her response was like well you know it just seems like you could take a smaller step or you know everything that i i give to to, to you it, it pulls back from my bottom line and it's like look you know the work we do and the things that we suggest immediately to do with brands always pay for themselves always especially when it comes to marketing we're not going to fuck somebody over because we want to grow with these people right yeah like <laughs> like and i i my my response was like whoa because one of the projects was email automations and i'm a big fucking email nerd so okay i i'll i'll own it but like yo we don't charge that much for setting up email automations and they're, they pay for themselves in a couple of months. So fast. Mm-hmm. So fast. It's, it's ridiculous. And I, we, and we see this sometimes where people just like, don't want to, I don't want to say they don't want to shell out the thousand bucks or whatever to set up their whole email marketing platform. Um, because it's, because, but that's not that much to invest in your brand. You know, I have made, I've, I've done a lot of like self-investment because I, of that whole thing I said earlier, and I've only really made one bad choice and I'm still fucking paying for it, but I've made a lot of those thousand, thousand, thousand dollar choices. And I would say like when, when, I don't know, one out of five or six goes south, and the other five or six puts you at the next level and it, and it makes you like who you are. It's, it's worth it to take those risks when you just think like, this is going to make my fucking life better. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that it's just, it's hard for entrepreneurs. Oftentimes we are the first people outside of themselves and their friends and family that they that the people that we work with hire yeah so it's it's we we often come across this yeah 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 and how do you say like i feel you and i get it you're being a little you're being a little crazy like this is worth it you know Mm-hmm. that's something that we struggle with yeah yeah and it's um 
but but we can't we're not really interested in trying to convince no. the entrepreneurs that we work with that they need to invest in their business mm-hmm. and they kind of just need to have that realization similar to what we did um yep and that's kind of the, that's kind of the the, the crux of it, that's is, it. Right. Is that as soon as you start um thinking about money in that way that it it takes money to make money <laughs> um it really does it, then things start to shift for you and mm-hmm. the more you know i've 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 spoken to a lot of like older folks actually about kind of about this not like directly but the people that i've found that have always um kind of been more successful have really been the ones that are like you have to just understand that money is easy come easy go like as soon as you start thinking about it more as like a free-flowing thing and not like something you need to hoard like what you were saying like you need to sit on all of your money um that you're making because you never know when it's going to go away or you don't know when you're going to get more like it being that you closed can pick off, chicken shit if you need to. <laughs> being that closed off with your money also stops it from coming in. Yeah. And I think if you're more, you know, open to spending more wisely, of course, do your research. Do your research. Yeah, don't just go don't <laughs> listen to this podcast and think we're being like, go spend all your fucking right. cash. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, I think, yes, budgeting is important, saving mm-hmm. for, saving money, putting money aside for taxes is important, you know, those things are very real and will not go away, but, but aside from that, you, like, you can make the decision to invest in your business, and mm-hmm. when you do, things start to shift, like, things yeah, really man. start to change for you, and it is sometimes it's even like like sometimes it's just even investing in yourself will change your business mm-hmm. we uh when i first when i first moved to the netherlands we had a small we had a small two bedroom apartment and tom had a housemate so there were three of us in a small two bedroom and i worked there full time and I was fucking miserable. I was like, I can't like, and I basically was like, this roommate has to go. And I like did that extra investment into what do I need to do to get this space for, for me personally, for my personal space. So basically so that there's not just like a random half naked man walking around in my house in the middle of the day. Behind your Zoom meetings and Behind stuff. my Zoom meetings and shit. Like, but also just like in my life, there's just like some, like there's a stranger walking around or like, you know, he'd have friends over and you're like, man, I want to, I want to live my life. And so I, I like took that step and and made that investment to like have just our space. And that was one of the biggest level up Mm -hmm. things that we did. Uh, because immediately then you were able to come here and then we were able to like make every decision that was like a huge cascade but even something as small as like go to the spa I know that it seems so silly to just be like 
I'm recommending right now that you go to the spa. Self-care. <laughs> Self-care. Because sometimes I'm just like chilling in the sauna and I have a brilliant idea and it, and it like makes it makes a lot of other things happen. You just don't know when you, when you take care of yourself and you level up your own self, especially for a solopreneur, shout out to you. Like you can fill your cup and then you can fill other people's cup or your, the cup of your business. Mm -hmm. That just makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like with you deciding to get a house and we were like, enough is enough we're doing it yeah I mean I sort of right I had to realize that like I I deserved to take up space and to have Mm -hmm. space and and though I am not raking in millions of dollars yet um I that doesn't mean that I have to be okay with this situation that I'm currently live like in, which I, uh, which was really doing a number on my physical and mental health, honestly. And, and. Which is like the worst thing for an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's the, it's the worst thing. It's a downward spiral nowhere, man. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's, um, yeah. I mean, if you're not feeling good about yourself and your surroundings, you're not going to come off confidently in how, you know, when you're having meetings with clients or when you're having potential calls with new clients or, or new potential clients, you know, and like mm-hmm. all of it um, is really tied to just to feeling confident in you, yourself, what you provide, what products you make and yep and the value that they hold, the value that you're, you hold, you, the knowledge that you hold, um, it's all tied. Yeah. And you, totally. and it starts by taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and, um, man, it's, um, for anybody who's listening, if you want to go check out, we have, we just released a, an article on our blog, I think about a week ago, Brands That Bloom, um, one of our Brands That Bloom oh, our, yeah. Our interviews. Yeah. Brittany. Um, Brittany from Sage and Ivy. She's our, our most recent entrepreneur that we, we interviewed and we featured. She's in. awesome. Um, we've also been stalking her for a long time. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first people <laughs> that we followed on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She's awesome. And um, she said something to the effect of like, when you start a business, you need to know that whatever men, you know, kind of hangups you have that you have not dealt with, whatever issues you have not dealt with in your life, when you become, when you choose to be an entrepreneur, you are going to have to deal with all of them. Yes, you are. (laughs) Every single one of them. And to some extent, I knew that. I knew I was getting into that when, and and I was ready. I was like, you know what? I want to change mm-hmm. the limiting yeah, we beliefs I hold of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was ready to make that change. And it's 
it has it doesn't just come immediately like as if if you've been listening to this podcast you'll hear all about all of my <laughs> mental health problems <laughs> we we actually yeah. use this podcast to deal with our mental health issues because we don't feel like going to therapy yet that's the next thing that's the next that's level the next up. thing yeah um but yeah, I just thought it was really beautifully said. It was kind of towards the end of her interview. So go go check that out. It's on our on our website, uh, on our blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and also follow Sage and Ivy because she's awesome. She's yeah. they're so cute. It's Sage with an I. Yeah. S-A-I-G-E. And Ivy. Um Yeah. So it was just kind of really and it's, it's such an interesting thing that like no matter who you are, that's something that is universal across entrepreneurship is that you are faced with all of your own bullshit that you've been not wanting to deal with and um and that means that you might need to change a lot about your habits Mm -hmm. the people that you allow into your life your boundaries um oh that's a big one we've done one about boundaries but yeah might we could probably do might be worth revisiting because yeah. yeah previously we had talked more so about like client boundaries and how to not get pushed too far outside of client work but I think that mm-hmm. something that we've both faced is is boundaries with the with the, our loved ones yeah boundaries that we've had to enforce with the people that are in our lives that we you know have I've, there have been people, there are people in my family that I actively choose to not have a a relationship with, uh, for my own mental health. Yeah. And that's, it's a sad shame, but like homies, you do not choose your family and you do not have to choose your family. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Right. You don't don't have to allow, yeah. You don't have to allow people in your life that, um, that are not serving you or, or hurting you. And, um, so yeah, all of these things are really, really intimately tied to, uh, just the journey of becoming an entrepreneur yeah. and your it's, growth. Yeah. It's your own crazy how your like personal growth and your business growth and everything and how easy it all relates back to money. Mm-hmm. Really and it sucks to like chase the dollars because um, that's a different that's a different mindset is like always chasing dollars but at some point it has to come back to that and we don't we don't ever talk about chasing dollars um, at Dandelion because we're really focused on building loyalty and we have a huge faith that when you build a sick brand and 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 you do it honestly and transparently that like you'll get loyal customers because we've seen it happen and we've made it happen over and over again. But honestly, like there comes a point where like you got to chase dollars a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, that's kind of just the reality of business. And but like, you know, most of us live in a capitalist society, so it's reality. Yeah. But makes the world go around. Totally. And it's totally, <laughs> and it's about how you do it, not, if or that you do it right yeah yeah gotta get over the fact of like that you will have to have money conversations uh 
in general. Like some people are just mm-hmm. uncomfortable talking about money at all. Um, yeah. And yeah, but your services cost stuff and yeah. should your products cost things and they should, you know, if, when you invest in your business, you have to spend money and you should spend money. You should be investing in yourself and business in your business monetarily. Yep. Like it costs money to live and to thrive and to grow. That's what it should cost. If we didn't charge anything, that's great. Goodwill. But like, how good would our work actually be? Remember that you get what you pay for. So when we choose a service, we've done deep research on it and we're not afraid to spend that money because we're like, okay, I would rather pay a little bit more for somebody that knows their shit, who knows what they're going to do, you know, who knows what they're doing and don't have a full huge docket of clients or, you know, products that they're just throwing spaghetti against the wall. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we would rather invest, and you should too, in that quality. That's the reality. And, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know of any services or products that are super cheap uh, that really get the job done. Uh, Not in the best way. Yeah, I mean, beware of when things seem too good to be true um, when you are investing in your business. Yeah, I think that there are definitely some um, marketing services out there that are predatory in that way that are, you know, you only have to invest so much and we're going to do everything for you. Um, Yeah. These, yeah. uh, The undoing that people like us have to do to solve the people that like too good to be true. is just not worth it yeah right yeah just about being yeah I mean once you are ready to invest in your business be Mm -hmm. savvy and don't allow for your um to backpedal and for your self-worth now to be tied to how much you're willing to invest or or Mm -hmm. being taken advantage of um Mm -hmm. being sold on something that um check the the best for you yeah Yeah. check your reviews talk to people like there are companies with really good salespeople out there so don't just like yeah it's really easy to say like just do your research and whatever but and like stay strong and know what they know what you're investing in but sometimes it boils down to like there's really good salespeople that just want to sell you shit so yeah, the best thing you can do is research and no ask hard questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. At the end of the day, you are in control of the business that you run and uh, don't feel pressured to make decisions by if a salesperson is pressuring you. Um, yeah. It's like... Always take time. Yeah. 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 And look for people that, that are, I don't know, genuine, that are like not, hmm, I don't know the best way, but like people that 
are human that care yeah. that aren't thinking yeah. of you as just a cog in the wheel or as, as a number like mm-hmm. you know you if you want to find good people that you can trust that you can work with um then it's worth doing your due diligence and yeah um and shit I mean if you're here and you're listening to this then you might already know that because that is that is one of the main things, main differentiators for, for us, I think, yeah, is that we hold no ego um, and, uh, and truly just want what's best for our clients. And we are not successful unless our clients are successful. And so that is the most important thing for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any marketing Probably, business yeah. that isn't operating yeah. in that way is, doesn't have your best interest in mind. And um, yeah. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's a it's a wild ride, um, and we 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 really feel you if you are an entrepreneur that is that is just getting started and that it's maybe faced with some of these um, these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Gosh, is yeah, anything else we want to cover? Okay. Yeah. Money, money, money. Money. (laughs) Money. Yeah. Um, if you guys, yeah, if you just want to reach out, if you have any thoughts at all on this subject, feel free to. You can always reach us at our email address, which is info at dandelionbranding.com. Yep. Um, I look at both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then we have Instagram is uh, dandelion underscore branding. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is underscore the living brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this this video will go on YouTube, so you can like comment on YouTube. That's, That's true. cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. We would love it if you could subscribe to our channel. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good channel. Our YouTube is actually a really dope channel. We put out Thanks, a Courtney. lot of free, <laughs> we put out a lot of free content that is designed entirely to allow for you to do marketing yourself if you are yeah. in the position where you aren't able yet to invest in someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is primarily the type of content that we put out there on, on our, yeah. on our YouTube. It is meant to be educational for folks who are bootstrapping it and building yes. their small business on their own. And yeah. so if that's you, then there's absolutely going to be some videos that are going to be helpful for you. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, so check it yeah, out. It's a great channel to watch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Thank you for listening or for watching everybody. And, um, I guess we'll see you next time. Yeah, have a great day. See you next week. Yeah, all right.